the Son of the living God, to be the glory forever. Amen. Do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you, because the Father has set his seal on him. Then they said to him, What shall we do that we may work the works of God? Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he sent. Therefore they said to him, What sign will you perform then that we may see it and believe you? What work will you do? Our fathers ate the manna in the desert as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is He who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Then they said to him, Lord, give us this bread always. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. But I said to you that you have seen me, and yet you do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me I will know by, by no means cast out. For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. This is the will of the Father who sent me, that of all he has given me I should lose nothing, but should raise it up at the last day. And this is the will of him who sent me, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have everlasting life. And I will raise him up at the last day. Then the Jews complained about him because he said, I am the bread of life which came down from heaven. And they said, Is not this Jesus the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How is it then that he says, I have come down from heaven? Jesus answered therefore and said to them, Do not murmur among yourselves. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him and I will raise him up on the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they shall all be taught by God. Therefore everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father except he was from God. He has seen the Father. Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. As I've been mentioning over the past couple weeks, the focus we're in the month of Amshir, and the focus of the month of Amshir is on the Eucharist. And today is one of the most explicit statements from our Lord Jesus Christ regarding the Eucharist and regarding communion, because He says in today's passage, "I am the bread of life." We could spend some time talking about what we, as Orthodox Christians, believe about the Eucharist why we believe that we are partaking of Christ's true body and blood every week on the altar, and sort of what that distinction means. But I think for the most part, we understand and know this, 
I think all of you know and understand that when we take communion, we are uniting ourselves with Christ by eating His flesh and drinking His blood. But today, instead of speaking about this, instead of speaking on a philosophical level, I want to speak about the Eucharist on a practical level. I want to talk about how do I prepare myself for communion? What is it that I should do to prepare myself for communion and why? I'll begin when we think about, uh, I've been thinking about the sort of the meditation on a meditation on the reading from the book of Acts that we read this morning. We saw in the book of Acts that St. Paul is celebrating the Eucharist. And as they're celebrating, St. Paul is giving a sermon. And the book of Acts tells us that St. Paul continued speaking past midnight. So his sermon is kind of running long. And it, it sort of started to get late. And so Eutychus, who was listening to the sermon, uh, he was sitting sort of on the windowsill. He fell asleep and he fell out of the window and he died. And St. Paul, he goes down, he raises him up from the dead, and then they continue uh, the liturgy, the Eucharist. But we shouldn't think about this event just simply as a guy who fell asleep during a long sermon. We should think about this event a little bit in a more allegorical sense. We can see that not being aware or not being awake spiritually during the Eucharist can lead to our death. St. Paul himself, he warns about this uh, in, to the people of Corinth. He says, Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep. So we see here that taking communion while not being worthy or not being prepared is a very serious thing that was to be avoided. There are sometimes some wildly different responses that we have to hearing these words from St. Paul. Some people think to themselves, well, I'm never going to be worthy of communion, so I guess I should never try or I should never take it. While other people, they might say, this is way too harsh of a mandate and Christ wants me to unite with Him, so I'm going to take communion no matter what. Both of these opinions actually are not correct. So how do I tell? How do I, what do I do to prepare myself to partake of communion in a worthy manner so that I can avoid being guilty of the body and blood of the Lord? Basically, the, the, the disciplines that we have for preparing ourselves for Holy Communion are the same disciplines that we have in living our Orthodox life. Some of the more practical things, of course, fasting without food from the night before, participation in the liturgical service, especially the day of the Eucharist that you're partaking of, my regular practice of personal prayer, my regular practice of fasting, Wednesdays and Fridays and the fasts of the church, regular reading of the Bible and spiritual readings, regular confession of sins, regular giving and receiving of forgiveness of sins with the people in our lives, regular tithing to the church and those who are in need, regular sharing of our time, of our energy, of our possessions with others, constant striving not to sin in the routine sort of activities in our everyday life. If you notice, a lot of the things that I kept repeating is regular and constant. Because our spiritual practices and our activities have to be done sort of regularly and constantly in order for them to make us actually change. 
They have to be done with conscious attention, with discipline. They can't be left to a whim or to an impulse or to a feeling. What a particular person might be able to do has to be shaped according to the condition of their life. Everyone is going to be different. Different ages, different strengths, different health, different available time, different capabilities. But all of these should be done in some way in order for us to be worthy of communion. At the same time, we recognize that in actuality none of us are worthy of any of the great gifts that God gives us, most especially the greatest gift of all His body and blood in communion. But still, the church tells us or uh, makes us understand that it is necessary for us to prepare ourselves for Holy Communion. Because while we are unworthy, no one is prevented from communion simply from their unworthiness. We are all unworthy to communion. But at the same time, anyone who has not prepared for themselves for Holy Communion have to be prevented from placing himself or placing herself in great spiritual danger by taking communion in an unworthy manner. And like I said, that preparation includes prayer, especially the night before and morning of communion. It constitutes our strict fasting from midnight, taking positive and continuous steps towards reconciliation with those around us, especially with people we've had like sort of a definite falling out. And then some other practical questions people ask is, how often should I take communion? I should take communion, I should make an effort to be worthy of communion every Sunday, to take communion on every Sunday. Because us as Christians, we sin constantly. Sin is a part of our life. So therefore, forgiveness of sins, remission of sins, must also be a constant part of our lives. Constant sin requires constant forgiveness. The Eucharist, if it is approached in a correct manner, with preparedness, takes away our sin and gives us strength to draw closer to God. So what is the correct manner in order to approach communion? Actually, we can, we can find the answer in the liturgy itself. In the liturgy we say, Saved, Amen, and with your spirit, in the fear of God, let us attend. So if I don't have a valid reason not to partake of communion, I should receive communion. If I've kept the Eucharistic fast, like not eating or drinking Past midnight. If you approach with fear of God in faith and love, and there is no moral or canonical reason to stop you, you should be taking communion. Some people might say, I can't be regular in partaking of communion because I don't feel worthy. In this case, I should ask myself, okay, well, when would you be worthy? One of the reasons we must consistently partake of communion is because we're unworthy. If you're not able to accept the fact that you should be a regular uh, participant in the Eucharist, you should ask, well, why do you feel this way? What is stopping you? Because only the devil stands to gain by my staying away from the Eucharist. The longer I stay away from the Eucharist, the stronger the devil's influence will be in my life. Because the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ sanctifies our souls and our spirits and nourishes us. It heals us, it purifies us, it increases virtue and perfection. If you know, for example, that you will receive the body and blood of Christ on Sunday, then during the week I will begin to discipline myself and make a more determined effort to overcome my passions and overcome my sins. I will pray and, and I will fast with ease because I am preparing my body and my soul to receive Christ. I am able to approach 
the, the Eucharist with a contrite heart, knowing I'm unworthy and seeking help from God. You know, actually today is the, the 21st of Amshir, and probably as we heard in the Sinexar and some of the hymns, we commemorate uh, St. Mary on the 21st of every Coptic month. When we're thinking about communion, one of the great saints of the church, St. Ruesi, he was talking about communion, he says, It is befitting for the person who partakes inside him the body and blood of the Lord to be pure inside as the virgin who carried the Lord's body inside her was pure. So we see we have an obligation to prepare ourselves in order to take communion in a worthy manner. And the degree to which we prepare ourselves will be the degree in which we benefit from the Eucharist. Pope Shenouda, he writes that communion reminds us of the parable of the sower. The sower, he sows the same uh, seeds all over, depending on the ground, is sort of depending on the, the, the fruitfulness of the, of the seeds. Even the ones that fell on the good ground did not produce fruits in equal amounts, right? Some was a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirty. And the same thing with communion. It depends on the condition of my heart and my spiritual readiness as to what spiritual benefit I may get. You know, some people come to me and say, I take communion every Sunday, and I don't feel any different. I walk in, I walk out, and it's the same. I would ask that person, how am I preparing myself for Holy Communion? As I prepare myself, so will be sort of the, the, the blessings and the effect of communion on me. Some of the preparation, as I mentioned before, is to prepare in humility and contrition of heart. You know, one of the best uh, parts of the liturgy, uh, as far as prayers of contrition, or prayers of uh, asking for forgiveness or humbleness, is when uh, the priest is reciting sort of inaudibly before starting the liturgy. There's a prayer called the prayer of preparation that he prays as he is sort of putting the, the veils on the altar. He says, Lord who knows the hearts of all, who is holy and who rests amidst his saints, who alone is without sin and who is mighty to forgive sins, you, O Lord, know my unworthiness unto this your holy service, and I have no boldness that I should draw near and open my mouth before your holy glory, but according to the multitude of your tender mercies, pardon me a sinner and grant unto me that I might find grace and mercy at this hour. Repentance and inner purity are a necessity for Holy Communion. Why is it that the deacons and the priests put on white vestments in the services when we are celebrating the liturgy? And they should be a symbol of inner purity. Why do we, when we baptize somebody, put them in white clothes, symbolizing the clean and pure life which they received in baptism when they're putting on Christ, and the next, the very next thing they do is they approach communion. In the liturgy itself, towards the end of the liturgy, we say, the holies are for the holy, which means that the holy sacraments are for the holy people. This is part of the reason we as Orthodox Christians practice closed communion. If people come who do not share the faith, who are not properly prepared, they could be taking communion to their own detriment, like St. Paul says. So we need holiness to be worthy of partaking of the sacrament. In, when the prophet Samuel was speaking to Jesse, the, the father of David, he wanted to make a sacrifice to the Lord. He said, sanctify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. Then he consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. So we are to consecrate ourselves if we are to approach God and His altar. 
Because of the importance of Holy Communion, the Church makes us feel that the Day of Communion is not a day like any other day. We prepare for it by fasting. We prepare for it by confession. We prepare for it by repentance. We prepare for it by reconciliation with people, entering with contrition, praying before and after communion. The Church actually prepares the person for Holy Communion by more than one prayer of absolution. There's a prayer of absolution during Vespers. There's a prayer of absolution during Matins. There's a prayer of absolution of the servants. And there's another prayer of absolution that is read inaudibly towards the end of the service, towards the end of the liturgy. And our minds should be prepared spiritually by the readings from the Holy Bible, the rites and the spiritualities of the Holy Liturgy. This is why, sort of after every liturgy, or right before we take communion, I always remind us that if we're going to take communion, I should be prepared for myself for communion. I should have been attending the liturgy from its beginning. I should have been baptized, of course, in the church. I should have a relationship with my father of confession and be confession regularly because I do not want to be taking the body and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ to my judgment. So to kind of sum up and to kind of conclude, we can never be worthy of the body and blood of Christ. We are imperfect humans. But God can sanctify us and make us worthy if we properly prepare ourselves and ask Him to. When we say, as I mentioned before, the holies are for the holy, the next thing that the priest says is, Blessed be the Lord Jesus Christ, the sanctification is by the Holy Spirit. Amen. So he's saying the holies are for the holy. Who is holy? None of us are holy. In comparison to God, none of us are holy. But he says, Blessed be the Lord Jesus Christ, the sanctification is by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit sanctifies both the bread and wine to become body and blood, and sanctifies all of us to make us who have prepared ourselves worthy of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, so that we are taking it to our benefit and not to our detriment. May God always make us worthy to strive or make us strive to be worthy to take Holy Communion. And glory be to our God forever and ever. Amen.